Welcome to Michigan Ice Guys, podcasting to help you fish hard water better. Hey guys, it's the MI Ice Guys. Well, it's just Chaz today. Uh, quick episode, just thought we'd uh, reach out a little bit and touch base on what's been going on, give you a little update. Uh, things have been a little weird. Um, some of you may have heard that uh, we were at Hunting Time Expo, had uh, quite the adventure there. Got to meet a lot of great people, the great people at Sportsman's Dollar had us come in and do some seminars, and we had a blast talking with people at that, and uh, got out on the ice that weekend. It was a cold, blustery weekend, but we did get out and got some great catches. I personally was out on Reed's Lake, where I got into the crappie, and I mean, some nice ones, and it, it was a really great day. Met some great guys out on the ice that day as well. But uh, after that, I ended up uh, having to have a little hand surgery. And in the midst of that, we ran into some technical difficulties with our recording over the Internet. Now I am, pla- I am glad to say that we have resolved those issues and we'll be recording again next week. So um, the guys will be back together. Uh, Keith is uh, offered to pitch in with us. Stuff as always, and we're going to try and get Chad because Chad's been doing some new things. If you listen to some of our recent episodes, you know that uh, he and Anthony have been going out to Minnesota and complete competing in the UPL, the Ultimate Panfish League, which is kind of a new thing. And I know it's not in Michigan, but it's uh, pretty interesting to do a new tournament. Now, Keith, he's been in the uh, Southern Michigan. Uh, tournaments and he's got some reports back about that as well as jake i think we'll get jake in and jake is headed out to uh, a big tournament out west and we'll have a report back from him as well uh one of the other things that's come up as a concern and a few of us on a phone call last night were chatting about it what's with all this rain all this weather well, uh, the consensus among the guys is it's a Zamboni, guys. Just roll with it. Uh, at least here at Grand Rapids area, uh, the temperature's already dropping back down. So everything that melted is going to freeze back up. If you lost some edges on a lake, you should recover those edges and be safe to get back out on the ice. And we didn't lose the big ice mass out on the lake what it did is it cleared up the snow it cleared up the junk it cleared up old holes uh keith did make a really good point that you want to watch out for any old spearing holes something like that that's out there just be careful when you're out there guys it's a kind of a a a little bit of crazy time of year now steph had a great point when he was chatting about it he'd been over on the lake and where a creek or a drainage ditch or a storm drain or even boat ramps flow into the lake, that can be a a real spot where the melting water is going to erode away the ice. But it also can be quite the food source to rinse stuff into the lake to get the fish coming in. Now, if it's a big parking lot that's nasty and full of uh, things that drip off cars, Probably not. But if it's coming out of a field or off a grove of trees or something like that, uh, you know, that could be quite the attractant. So fishing near that 
could be really cool. But it's also going to be thinner ice because that caused melt. Uh, so you want to be very careful. It might be a good time to bring that spud back out, put it back in the truck, put it back in the sled, and be a little careful when you get near those areas. Look out for anything weird, you know. Uh, there are people that have been putting brush in their spearing holes just to mark them so you don't go through with your snowmobile or anything like that. After all this rain, that may have opened up. So be, just be cautious around those areas. Uh, the next couple of nights, they're talking, you know, 10, 15 degrees. So that's going to lock things up and uh, make it really slick. And one piece of advice we all agree on, spikes. And I'm not talking the ones in your bait, Puck. I'm talking the ones you put on your boots. Crampons, cleats, chains, uh, whatever you got to do, don't slip and fall. It's a very uncomfortable thing. Steph shared a story of... Uh, Basically landing on his ass, uh, trying to get to his truck in his driveway, just because of the rain on the ice buildup that was out there. And uh, for those of you who know, Steph lives up north of Grand Rapids, up in Howard Tucky, out in the woods. And uh, his driveway in the Warner does become an ice pack. So uh, he he had wet pants uh, for a bit, had to turn the heater on the truck as he was uh, running some errands to kind of try and dry out. So. Season is not over, guys, and it is getting to be one of the awesome times of the year that you should think about how the fish are moving. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break here, and when I come back, we're going to talk real quick about how to spot those and what kind of things to look for in this late season, you know, as we're approaching the tail end of the greatest fishing season of the year. I'm Chaz, MI Ice Guy, talking about hard water fishing in the Great Lakes State. Hey guys, Chaz here from the MI Ice Guys. I want to talk to you about KE stopper lures, especially the Scandia line of tungsten jigs. I've been having a great time fishing with these this year and last year. The new colors are awesome. Check them out. Get out there to your local sporting goods shop and look for that blue packaging with yellow text on it. Pick up a Scandia lure or 10. It's a whole lot of fun to fish with. They're bright, they're durable, and good stuff. Hey guys, Chaz back here in my ice guy. Uh, just loving, loving the weather that's coming around. I mean, what a great opportunity to just kind of Get a clean slate. Get out there on the ice. I'll tell you guys a little story about, uh, you know, before we got real, real super serious and got into the electronics and kind of had my reemergence back into ice fishing, we used to go out once a year, uh, just a bunch of the guys, and we'd uh, take a bunch of beer, go out and enjoy ourselves. And it was always the end of February, early March, because it was a little bit warmer out. And we're looking forward to those nice days when you can go out there and it's not quite as blustery out there. You got nice thick ice and you can enjoy yourself with a few buddies that maybe aren't equipped to uh, do the, the blizzard days that uh, we've all become accustomed to, especially this winter, getting out there and really, really, you know, aggressively tackling the fish. These are the kind of days when you, Take something comfortable to drink and comfortable to sit on and 
shoot the shit with the guys and uh, have yourself quite the time without having to take a ton of stuff or wear a ton of clothes. It's also a great time of the year to get out there with the kids and set up some tip-ups. I mean, uh, I always joke that, uh, you know, you need a 10-year-old boy to run and get those tip-ups for you when you see a flag and you just keep them busy by hollering flag and they go check them and they just have a great time running across the ice and sliding over there and you know you're gonna be like oh yeah i ain't getting wet doing it but those kids they just won't give it up and it uh you know also it's the time of the year when we bring out our local scout troops the ice guys get together and we've partnered up with a couple of uh scout leaders that gather the dads and moms and have the kids come out on the ice and try and share our sport kind of give them a you know a touch into the outdoors uh, a glimpse into our passion the next generation of anglers uh, maybe somebody's going to bring you fish when you're old and decrepit and it's just an awesome awesome feeling to take those kids out there and see the look on their face when they catch some stupid little perch or something else just to really light them up and get them interested in fishing it's something that you know may not take off full time uh for them right away but it's something to put in their memory banks that they're always going to value as a quality experience now when you're going out there in this later season you gotta you gotta think about what the fish are going to be doing a little different now, with the weather that's been going through, we've had a couple of these uh, warm-up bouts that cleaned the ice for us. And uh, this last one, we had a hell of a lot of rain. Oh, my gosh. Over the last two weeks, we've had a couple of days that were just downpours. It was, it was just shocking. And we may have lost some edges. But Keith uh, was reporting to me last night that he's been clear down to cold water. And... It's fishable. He says you might have to jump across an edge, and I got a feeling the next couple of nights will fix that to where that ice will be back. But, you know, the ice out on the lake is safe. So you just got to be a little careful getting out there. But with that influx of water, you're going to have some oxygen levels changing in the lake. You got a temperature change that's skirting in there, and it, it's going to, you know, come in and start a little turn in the lake. And that's going to move the fish around a little bit. It's going to move the pike around to where you're going to want to set some tip-ups, maybe in a little different place. If you can spot a shelf, those bait fish are going to be going back towards things that are rinsing into the lake and the pike and the little bit bigger fish that the pike are going to feed on are going to be moving to hit and target that new bait supply that's coming in. So take that into consideration when you're going to be uh, setting some tip-ups out to keep those kids entertained. Maybe zigzag your pattern where you got some a little deeper, some a little shallower. Set it up. You might be able to find a, a storm drain or a small creek that's rinsing into the body of water that's going to be bringing in that stuff. And shooting out towards that a bit might be a great place to get into more of that feeding zone for those predators. 
Now, when we talk about the crappie, I mean, uh, Steph and I have told you over the years about some of the greatest, greatest days that we've had. We go chasing the crappie that are out schooling in the midwater. And they they can kind of start to move away from the structure in this time of the year. And they're out feeding on these bait balls that are roaming. So you got to be a little more mobile. And that's where, you know, like we prefer the cordless drills to drive our augers so that you can punch a hole pretty quick and punching a lot of holes so that you can hop and don't have to drill every time you move. Working as a two-man team, you can swing a transducer back and forth and get a perspective of where a school's moving. Now, if you're fortunate and have spent the money, you may have a live scope. And that live scope, uh, we've kind of adopted when the schools are moving a uh, a team effort, whereas one guy acts kind of as the coach or the captain, the spotter, we'll call him the spotter, with the live scope, and he's directing four to ten anglers where to fish. He's telling us where they're moving, and he doesn't really even fish. He's just running the live scope, spotting out where the school is moving. And with multiple fishermen, if you can get ahead of that school, and get down and then the school shows up bam bam you can usually land a couple of fish before they pass along and they move through your area and with a team of guys if you're leapfrogging around man it, it can be very exciting to bam bam get a couple move bam bam get a couple and just leapfrogging around yelling back and forth across the ice i mean just take the team effort to it. it. You look like a hockey team out there drilling holes, but it, it's crazy, but a lot of fun. So guys, I am hoping that you're not calling it a season yet. I know this is a short episode. I'm apologizing for just being me. But as I said before, we had some technical difficulties with uh, our over the internet recording. We are like 99.9% .9 sure we have those rectified. So next week, we're going to try and get as many guys on the call as possible and talk about some tales from the tournament trail, some great fish stories about stuff that we've been doing locally, and what's up, what's going on, and what the conditions are around the state. Uh, Jake should be back from out west. Uh, there's big stories, I guess, from Wamplers down at the Midwest Open, and also, the NAIFC that happened at Devil's Lake down by Brooklyn as well. So, it's great to hear that there's some uh, great fishing and tournaments going on south in the state. We may even get a call from one of our friends in the UP about some big news going on up there. And uh, who knows? Steph might stock, start talking about Burbit again. He's got that dream. Anyway, I'm Chaz. Still fishing, still on the ice. Let's go. Be safe out there. It's the best time of the year. It's ice fishing in the Great Lakes State. MI Ice Guys would like to thank you for joining us once again for one of our podcasts. Be sure to subscribe on miiceguys.com so that you don't miss any of our tips and hear a little bit about our fishing stories. Be safe out there, guys. Enjoy the fishing.
Mae Thawson.